to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I don't think I'm the only one that's been a little bit confused as to what an introvert is and what they're not, what kind of goes on with them and what doesn't. But my next guest, Steve Friedman, is going to let us know and let us into the world of introverts. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Steve. So guys, like I was saying, I have Steve Friedman here and oh my gosh, I don't know what it seems to be, but I seem to be really attracted to introverts. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you what I mean. So Steve, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Hello. Um, thanks so much for having me, by the way. I'm excited to be here. I love the podcast and all your uh, guests. And so I'm just uh, very thrilled to be one of your guests and be able to chat with your audience today. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Steve Friedman, and um, I'm happy to talk about introversion. Uh, for me, a uh, little bit of background, uh, a few years ago, I retired, started to write my memoir, and um, realized that the thread, the common thread throughout the memoir was really about introversion. And I knew I was an introvert, but I didn't really know how it connected to different parts of my life and what that meant to me, you know, some of the struggles, some of the successes. Um, and um, so the writing of the memoir I found to be just very therapeutic, and it helped me to uh, learn a lot and realize that, you know, roughly half of the people out there in the world today are introverts just like me. And so since uh, writing the memoir, I've really um, work to try and connect with others and help others in their own personal journey on um, introversion and becoming their best selves. And so happy to chat um, more about that today. Okay, can you explain what an introvert is? Uh, sure, that's a, a good question because one of the things that I ran across maybe early in my research were uh, some definitions that you, anybody can find online in dictionaries and thesauruses, and it really irked me. A lot of those definitions are things like loner, hermit, antisocial, uh, and, and even worse, icicle. I mean, these are definitions that really cast um, introverts as people that can't function socially and are abnormal and quite different. But the reality is that introverts uh, can do most anything that anybody else can do if they choose to do that. And, they, um, and it's best to do it their own way. The best definition I have is that uh, simply that introverts gain energy during the day, usually by doing things uh, by themselves. And that can be reading or writing or just spending a little bit of time reflecting or relaxing. Whereas extroverts would tend to uh, re-energize by being out with people. Uh, whether it's a small social group or, or a big party, that really gets their energy going. And um, so I didn't really understand that as I was growing up and working in, the, in corporate America. And when I um, un understood that better, it really helped for me to um, monitor my own energy level and plan for some downtime in my own way, just little bits and pieces throughout the day. And if I did that, I could really... Um, 
bring my best self to work, uh, whether it was uh, networking meetings or social activity. Um, if I didn't do that, I was dragging by the end of the day and flopping on the couch by the time I got home. So a lot of it is just how you bring energy and how you manage your energy during the day. So meaning you're not some like hermit in a bat cave somewhere, you know, like. No, I really am not. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. The question I have, and we see this a lot. So in other words, hermits are definitely not, I mean, hermits, you see, that's, that's the crazy part (laughs) is that's what we think of introverts. Introverts are not the people that like to be micromanaged not at all because like you said it's one thing of doing working by yourself that's that i think that's a good uh, uh definition um we we can certainly work within teams and frankly i think a lot of the styles and strengths of introverts um uh, support working in teams leading teams but uh, we also like to have our independent work. Um, don't, I, I don't know that anybody really likes to have people looking over their shoulders at work, but we really tend to operate best when we have aligned goals with our manager or other people in the team. And then we're given the space to go off and do that and, and, and check in periodically. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I found that when we talk about how to re-energize during the day, that in between some of the more... Um, Uh, stressful sort of experiences, meetings or um, debates, that um, having some some relaxing time where I was doing some solo activity, like you mentioned, was uh, one of those things that helped me to re-energize. So it's definitely in my um, wheelhouse and maybe maybe something that extroverts would rather operate within a team as opposed to themselves. So that's one of the differences you often find. So, okay. One of the things that I wanted to ask is, can a person be an introvert and not know it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, I talk um, about a lot about the five phases of introversion in large part because I lived and am living every one of the phases. Um, And I think it's very common with um, introverts in general. Uh, And the first phase is just um, unaware. You know, there's many people that are just not aware of being introverts in part because introversion is really something that it's, it's part of our DNA. So we're born um, with introversion as part of our personality. Um, And it can change uh, during our lifetime and become more extreme or less extreme. It depends in large part on how we're supported as, as toddlers and as teenagers, but we're introverts nonetheless. So, but um, quite uh, often, especially uh, young people and teenagers haven't really heard the term introversion. They don't understand it. And, um, and so for many years, we can go unaware. The, the next phase that follows that is uninformed. So suddenly somebody tells you you're an introvert or you hear it or read it or we take personality tests in school or at work and suddenly the Myers-Briggs tells us that we're introverted. Okay, so I now I've got a label for better or for worse, but I don't really necessarily understand what that means. And so I myself um, had those kind of labels um, in my early 20s and that uh, I guess that helped, but I really didn't understand what that meant. What it really enabled me to do was um, affix some of those negative definitions that we talked about earlier upon me. And so it was really not a positive experience for me when I found out I was an introvert. 
Um, the third phase is more of a, an enlightened phase. It's where we finally decide we're going to learn about what introversion truly means and the definitions that we talked about earlier and uh, about re-energizing oneself. And, and, uh, and then we can learn about uh, the strengths that we truly have. And uh, introverts are very strong at a lot of different things. Um, we're oftentimes creative, uh, great listeners, planners and schedulers, resilient and sociable in our own way. And so if we go through this phase of learning about what our strengths are, then suddenly we can look at introversion not as a negative or as a ball and chain where we have to drag around all our lives, but actually quite the opposite, that it's a strength that we can use and it helps us to um, uh, join social events in our own way. It helps us to uh, tackle meetings or networking at work in our own way. And so that phase, oftentimes many people I've talked to, it takes decades, 40s, 50s, and even 60s before they get to that phase. And so it's tough to get to that point. But once they do, they feel like they've learned a lot and go into the fourth phase of being content and, it, and content with who they are and what their life is like. And finally, the fifth, fifth phase that I call flourishing, it's really being able to take those strengths and that uh, renewed confidence and tackle things that you might not have ever thought you could do before. But with the strengths that you have and the confidence, you can do anything. Um, but you have to do it your way, right? We, we're, it's not about trying to do it the way um, extroverts do or, or societal norms are, but do it our way. And if we can, we can flourish. And so part of my, uh, my mission is to try and help people move across those five phases as quickly and thoroughly as possible um, so they don't have to wait for decades like I did and many other people do. Okay, one of the things that I wanted to ask, because I see this now more than ever, since social media and a lot of information on YouTube has come to light about different things, do you feel that people are using introversion as an excuse? Because I hear people say all the time, like, oh, I don't go out because I'm an introvert, or I don't do this because I'm an introvert. Uh, that's a great question, especially these days during COVID. And um, so some people you know, lean on that. I would lead off by saying um, that like everything, there's there's a, a broad spectrum, right? So there are some introverts that really are, do not like to socialize. Um, they uh, may have had other experiences in their lives where they weren't encouraged. They may have not traveled through these five phases yet. They may also be shy or have other um issues that they're trying to grapple with. And so, so I don't want to discount the fact that many people come from different places, but I do think that oftentimes people do lean on the definition. So it's kind of that earlier phase, right, of being uninformed or starting to learn where they say, well, you know, I'm really, I don't think I can go to that party because I, uh, I'm an introvert and introverts don't really like to go to parties. And so I'm just going to skip all those. Um, whereas, uh, and, I, and I think that's an unfortunate sort of um, uh, situation. I understand it. I've, I've done that myself, but I think that with some knowledge of our strengths and renewed confidence, the better way to approach it is one, to decide if you really want to go. So some parties are more um, uh, um, entertaining or enjoyable than other parties. So, you know, I would prefer to go to smaller group settings. I, I like to go early so I can be there before there's a lot of people. I can meet a couple of people and develop some rapport before it gets to be a busy party. 
Um, I come with things that I know I want to talk about or ask. I try and understand who the um, other people are going to be at the party so I can kind of target who I would like to talk to that would be more comfortable for me. I try and take breaks during the party. It might be walking around outside or even going to the bathroom and just taking a break for a few minutes. And frankly, you know, I'm probably not the last person at that party. So uh, it's okay to leave in the middle. It's okay to leave when you're ready to leave. And so I think that in answer to your question, a lot of people lean on it without um, really trying. But the best thing I, I would say is to lean on your strengths and try and tackle the things that we're not completely comfortable with, but do it in our own way. And by doing that, we, you know, bit by bit, we can build our confidence and have some uh, really enjoyable experiences. Very nice. That's good to hear. So how do we get from being, you know, diagnosed as an introvert or finding out that you're an introvert to writing a book? <laughs> well, you know, introverts actually, um, you know, we talked about we like to do things alone, reflective things oftentimes. Um, again, everybody's different, but um, many introverts like to have that kind of time. So a lot of introverts journal. I've journaled off and on for years, just a way to get things out of my head. We think a lot generally as introverts and bounce things around our head and stew on negative things and worry about things in our head. So journaling is a great way to get some of that stuff out of our head, realize it's not the end of the world. We can kind of work through it ourselves. And so I journaled a long time. And back when I was a teenager, I used to do some writing in school. And uh, then my, my, my college career took me a completely different way into business. And uh, so when I retired or was getting ready to retire, I thought, you know, I'd really love to go revisit this experience of writing because I liked it, you know, decades ago. So why don't I just at least pick up the pen and, and give it a try? And I started to jot down some memories and things like that. And as many introverts and reflective people will do before you know it, I'm kind of digging into things that I hadn't really thought about in a long time and um, I found some connections to those sort of things. And it was really just my own uh, um, mission. And only later in the process did I decide that I was gonna actually publish the book, but it was a um, very helpful way for me to understand a lot more about who I, who I really am. Okay, wait a minute, you said retired. Okay, I, I just saw you and I'm trying to figure out how old are you? I know it's not a womanly thing to ask, but I really wanna know now. That's okay, so I'm 55. I retired when I was 52. Um, I um, got, I really got lucky. I, uh, I worked in business. I worked in uh, the energy industry for one company, had a great experience. Um, not all great, to be honest. I mean, as an introvert in a generally extroverted industry, um, I had my tough moments, but um, I did well. And um, I think I managed my own budget well. And when the opportunity came for me to kind of do early retirement, I had many other things that I wanted to try in my life and decided that it was time to go spend more time with my family and pursue some of those hobbies and bucket lists. And so at 52, I did that. And, um, you know, there, I know there are many people that can't dream of retiring. They really want to work forever because they enjoy certain things. Um, but for me, um, despite a good career, I was ready to retire when I felt like I could financially do so. And so I did. Okay, I thought I, I was thought I was having a Dorian Gray or, or Benjamin Button moment. Thank <laughs> goodness. I was like, wait a minute. 
he doesn't look that old. Like, what am I looking at? What's going on? Okay. (laughs) So who did you write the book for to help other introverts or to inform the uninformed? Ah, So I I would honestly say when I first wrote the book, which is called In Search of Courage, an Introvert Story. So when I first wrote the book, it was for me. And it wasn't even necessarily going to be a book. I was writing uh, stories to try and capture some things. My parents had passed away somewhat recently. And I just wanted to capture some of the stories from my childhood and growing up that were that before I forgot them or before I um, couldn't pass them down to others. And as I did that, I started to find those connections. And so then it was more of a, I'm going to write this for myself so I can kind of figure these sort of things out. As I progressed with that and um, it started to come together, I thought, you know, I I think that that other people are um, out there that have the same sort of challenges. And I say, I think, because it's really hard to tell unless you do some research because a lot of introverts like to operate under the radar. If you go into a group of people at work or even a social group and you say, hey, how many of you would say you're introverted? Very few hands will raise because people really don't feel comfortable to share such a personal thing. If you ask how many people are extroverts, many people will raise their hands. But in reality, about half are introverts and half are extroverts in any particular group. And so as I started to realize that there are many other introverts out there that are oftentimes um, unaware, uninformed, I felt like I could um, do something bigger and I could share my story and try and connect with other people that had their own stories and, um, and help them along, both, both people my age and older and also people younger and in, in their teens to try and help them to um, uh, not, not spend countless years trying to figure out who they are, but instead to uh, champion their own cause. So my purpose evolved over the several years I was writing the book. Wow, that is awesome. So you see, you're saying you're writing another book, or have you written more books? So um, after or as I was finishing my first book, I started um, uh writing online. So I created a website, uh, which is beyondintroversion.com and started doing weekly blogs on a variety of topics um, from work topics to personal and health and social and all sorts of different things. Um, So I have a a weekly blog that comes out. Um, I've created some quizzes, which um, I've gotten a lot of great response because I think people are just curious about what are my strengths and and how am I doing with that at work? And so a couple of quizzes that are on my website that you can uh, certainly take and it provides uh, feedback. It's all free and everything. It's just, just to provide that insight and help people along. Um, so as I was doing that, I started to um, develop ideas for the next book. So I'm in the latter stages, I would say, of writing my second book, which is as yet untitled, but it's a leadership book for introverts. And it really um, pairs my uh, three decades of um, corporate uh, work in corporate America, most of which were in leadership positions with my own personality of introversion. and. Um, as opposed to the the uh, memoir, it's not really talking um, exclusively about my own stories, but it's talking about some of the uh, challenges that introverts have at work. Many people, certainly including myself, spend a lot, many introverts in particular, spend a lot of their years, if not all of their years in corporate America, uh, 
um, putting on a face or a mask at work to try and fit in with the corporate culture. And then they come home, take the mask off. They're completely exhausted and try and be their true selves with their family. And um, I did that as well. And so the purpose of the book is to really try and help individuals understand more about who they are um, and what their strengths are, what kind of mindsets really help to build confidence at work. And then we talk about specific challenges like meetings and networking and uh, communication at work and how to use our own strengths to, do, to uh, succeed in those sort of situations, not by doing what other people do, but by doing what we do best. And so really being our, our true selves instead of trying to be somebody else. So, um, so that book is a uh, work in progress uh, in the editing phases now. So coming out later this year. So I'm real excited to um, share that with so many other people that are um, new or aspiring leaders that are trying to figure out how to do that as an introvert. I love the fact that you keep talking about focusing on strength and leadership. How did you yourself find your way with that? Um, so I do talk about it a lot because I think it's so important because so many people, um, whether they're extroverts or introverts, oftentimes think of those definitions we talked about earlier about introversion and all these negative things, and it drags people down. Or if you're an introvert, um, at an extrovert at work, it gives you this uh, connotation of, of what introverts really are, and it's so false. And so I think it's so important for anybody, really, to embrace their own strengths and utilize them. Um, for me, it was quite a journey. I mean, I, I struggled for much of my corporate career. I um, most of my time I was based uh, here in Houston, where I, where I currently live with my family. And, uh, but we had a few years where I was on an expat assignment in London. And a great experience from a personal perspective, really, really tough from a, um, from a work perspective. I was leading a team of about 30 people that were scattered around the world. So a global virtual team. And so for me, I had to try and build relationships with the, these team members that, that were multicultural and um, all around the world. And that I couldn't, you know, for, for introverts, we tend to prefer um, more intimate uh, conversations, one-on-one -on -one, small group settings where we can get to know each other. And, and get beyond the chit chat and talk about who we are. And that helps to build the relationships to do business and other things. Very hard to do that when I was sitting with only about a quarter of my team and the rest of the team was scattered outside of London. And so I tried to do my best, but I think I really um, struck, I know I struggled a lot for years in that job for a few years. Finally, um, my manager who I think um, I I tried to um, convince him in, through my actions that I was an extrovert like everybody else seemed to be, but I think he probably saw through that. But um, finally, they started to um, go through a reorganization. And as a result, we're going to combine my team with another team. And my team was going to work, going to fold into this other manager's group. And so my role was going to be... Um, ended and I was going to look for another role inside this big company, uh, probably back home here in Houston. And so it really was, um, you know, I was very upset at the time, but the reality was it was a gift to me that um, it made me uh, realize that the struggles I was going through were not healthy and 
and they were not really sustainable. And I had to figure something out and I either had to change jobs or I had to change the way I did jobs at this company. And so I chose the latter. And so when I came back to Houston later that year in a new role, I really changed my approach. And I, it took a while, but I changed to try and uh, use my strengths and lead in a different way. And, um, and it worked not only for me, and I was much healthier when I came back, more confident as a leader, but I think it really worked for the team because instead of me trying to fake it, I was just trying to lead using my strengths uh, uh, as a, a thoughtful, empathetic uh, leader that was creative, that did things differently. And, um, you know, some people it took adjusting to um, in my team, but most people really um, welcome that. And they um, use that as a role model for themselves and trying to be more of their true selves too. So it was a struggle for many, many years. But once I made that change and really kind of declared myself as an introvert, uh, to the world and, and to myself, then I was able to um, really turn the corner and find a much better path. Okay, since you pointed it out, is it possible that unaware introverts can seem lazy kind of to their coworkers and to their supervisors and superiors? I I'm sorry, I didn't catch that to, to feel what? I said, is it possible that Intro unaware introverts can seem lazy or or you know to their coworkers and superiors um that's one of the words that i heard often uh one of the other words i heard quite a bit from my manager and other people was i was very aloof so i would walk around in my own head and i was not very sociable i didn't chit chat around the water cooler um i seemed to be kind of moving at a fast pace and not paying attention to other people. And so many people, including my manager um, in one of my early assignments uh, said that I was aloof and I needed to fix that. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, first I had to kind of understand what he really meant. And, uh, and I realized, you know, that, that was part of my personality. So fixing that is not really the case. Um, but I do think that when you raise that question, I think it's great because perception is reality, right? And so, um, I, I, I'm not a lazy person. I don't think I'm an aloof person, but I think a lot of people will see that based on the way I was carrying my, myself. And so in order to dispel those um, perceptions, I needed to do things a little differently. Now, it certainly didn't mean that I needed to um, become an extrovert at work. But what I was able to do was one, share who I was, right? So you might think that I... Um, uh, I'm not very sociable because I don't have lunch with everybody every day in the in the coffee room. But I'm an introvert, and I just kind of need my um, my alone time sometimes during the day in order to re-energize, so I can be ready to to tackle meetings and so forth with vigor. So sometimes I have lunch by myself. You know, other times, you know, I I tried to make sure and pay people a visit during the day when I did have energy, so that dispelled the aloofness. Um, you know, I talked more about my style as to be um, uh, very um, uh, organized. And so I, I was organized and I did a lot of stuff. So I was definitely not a lazy person, 
but other people wouldn't necessarily notice that because I never shared a lot of the things that I was working on. So I tried to share more and I also uh, tried to share who I was so they could respect that. And many people would say, well, you know, I'm actually an introvert as well. Also it was uh, consoling or supportive for them to realize that there are other people like them out there and they may too have heard the laziness or the aloofness uh, labels. And, and so it's how do you uh, kind of change that perception? That's what I was going to ask. So can you, can you kind of give some clues on how to change that perception? Um, the, the, um, the biggest thing is the hardest thing. And that is to actually share your introversion with other people at work. Um, and it is really unfortunate that it's hard to do because um, uh, it is who we are. And many, you know, an extrovert wouldn't hesitate to say, yeah, I'm an extrovert. I love to go to parties and I love to, you know, talk up at meetings and things like that. But that's not generally been the case for introverts. But I think if we can sit down and I'm not saying you put a, a billboard out in your office and proclaiming your introversion, but I think having a talk with some friends, just mentioning it, um, mentioning it with your manager, you know, that, um, that enables you, gives you a platform to dispel some of those negative definitions and talk about your strengths. So I'm an introvert. So I probably wouldn't send me on this, on this uh, task to go build a huge network with our, with, with customers, but I, I build really deep, intimate relationships with others on our team and with customers. So, um, at a big convention with hundreds of people, it's not really my forte. Um, but if, um, if I meet with, with other customers or people in small groups of two or three, I'm usually really good at um, developing the rapport that is necessary. So having the conversation with managers and others really helps. Um, it's hard to do. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. But if you do that, it changes um, it changed my whole life because when you do that, then suddenly you don't have to wear this mask during work. You don't have to pretend you're somebody different, but you can be your true self. And that helps for you, for me to uh, explain, you know, I'm not really aloof, but this is who I am. And this is how I um, approach things. I'm not really lazy either, but um, here's what I do. I, I do try and um, try and dispel those both by, having that conversation, as well as by spending spending more time with the coworkers when I feel like I have energy um, to do that. And that helps to get a better balance on my life and change the perceptions around me. Wow. So Steve, can you tell everyone where they can find your book, find you, take your wonderful quizzes and everything else that goes along with it? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm all over the place, which is uh, a, a good challenge uh, for me as a convert to kind of spread my wings. But so I'm at social media and so forth. But the easiest way to find me is to go to my website. It's uh, beyondintroversion.com. And there you'll find my blogs, my quizzes, uh, books, um, links to my social media um, that I post on pretty frequently. So it's all out there. Uh, talk about my next book as well. So I would certainly uh, welcome people to join and check out some of my writings. And if they have questions or, um, or suggestions for the uh, blog, I'm also uh, happy to receive those off my website as well. 
Well, guys, all of his information will be in the show notes. So, of course, you won't miss a thing. But, Steve, it has been wonderful having you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. It was a great chat. So... I hope that this shed some light on things for you. I know it definitely did for me. Steve's information will definitely be in the show notes so you won't miss anything. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you're listening to Coupon Queen Pin.